Who the hell are you? And what the hell was that? My name's Kalina Oretz here. I'm in the spirit reclamation business. What? Hello, club members. I'm Kate, and we now have a new way of counting down to recording, and it's great. It's really embarrassing, and I don't endorse it. Emma doesn't like it as much. Emma, tell them what it is. It's not intuitive. So Kate, I think it's going, okay, one, two, three, go. And then we'll, like, press our little record button. Instead, today she goes, and a one, and a two, and a scoodly-doodly-doo. And I'm supposed to know what to do with that. You do it after the do. So the first time I did it on the do, no, I did you the go, do. Like- and a one, and a two, and a scoodly doodly do click. <sighs> I think it. I think it's very obvious. I think it's stupid. You love it. All well, right. I'm I'm Kate, and that's Emma. And uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Or welcome. if you're new, if you're new, welcome. We're so excited to have you um, for your first club meeting. I think today's going to be a fun one because we have a very fun movie that we're covering. We're covering. 13 Ghosts, which was recommended by Carly. Thanks, Carly, for another awesome recommendation. No comment. I, I think I know how Emma feels about this movie, but she'll try to pretend that she's keeping it in for just a little while longer. I haven't said any, I haven't said if it was scary, if it was funny, if it was stupid. I it's the first. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't given away anything. Uh-huh. Well... <laughs> I'll, I wonder what she's going to say about it. But before we get going with this episode, um, there is one thing that I wanted to read for everybody. And that is a very special email that we got. Uh, so Yeah. So um, last full episode, whenever we were covering Sinister, we, re- we mentioned that the t- one of the top countries that we were streaming in that week, it varies week by week, but the top country we were streaming in that week was in Vietnam. And so that was really cool and exciting. And we uh, did a shout out that if there are any listeners in Vietnam to send us an email. And we got one. So I got this email. We had one. Wouldn't you know it? We have a club member all the way in Vietnam. So uh, this email is from Duke and it reads, hello guys, my name is Duke. I'm a club member from Vietnam. Unfortunately, I can't really tell you how the podcast is performing in Vietnam. I don't know anyone else who is also a club member, but it's maybe just because podcasts are not popular in your circle got to get some new friends man your friends yeah, sound that's lame. right dump no those need- losers <laughs> dump those losers <laughs> he says oh look at him no need to worry though i will fulfill my member duty by spreading good words about the podcast that is so sweet it's so sweet and then he says you guys have a really interesting format genre categorization investment returns analysis he likes investment returns analysis of course he does yes. smart man <laughs> it's not just me it's interesting and critical review summaries are all very fun to listen to. Your premise of discussing horror movies with someone who is scared of horror movies, that's you. Is oh, brilliant. is it? Is it me? <laughs> yeah. um, I, as a person who watches horror movies under a blanket in a country with a tropical monsoon climate, really appreciate it. <laughs> I so love you're in good the company. of that. You're in good company, Emma. Another great thing about the podcast is your energy. Oh, this is so sweet. This is such a little ego boost. It's very it's calm. It's a thoughtful email. It is. It is very calm and pleasant to listen about death and suffering in a playful kind of way. <laughs> we That's just what we do. right into it. <laughs> That's our vibe. Um, 
Oh, this is good for you. Okay. On a side note, true crime stories are the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Except it. when it unvo- involves unfair justice system or incompetent law enforcement, yeah, then it really gets on, on my nerves. Yeah, me too, Duke. Me too. Keep up the good work. Fresh out of college. We'll become a Patreon later. Um, I listen to you guys on a cracked version of Spotify. Stay spoopy, Duke. <laughs> That's awesome. I love everything about that. And... Duke, we understand the pain of student loans, so do not feel bad. Oh, yeah. We You're know, we a know at heart. Yes. And um, I wanted to add, because he he messaged me, and he was like, what the hell is this stay spooky thing? And uh, <laughs> I was like, that's a good point. A lot of people probably have no idea what we're saying. So are, we say stay spoopy, S-P-O-O-P-Y. Um it's like a, <laughs> it's like a play on the word spooky. It was really, it got really popular in on the internet, at least in the U.S. a few years ago when there was this like misspelled Halloween decoration that went viral. Um, so yeah, it's spooky with a P. Yeah, <laughs> I really love it because there's an associated metric which I always pull out um, around um, around. I was at around Christmas. No, not around Christmas. <laughs> around Halloween. So there's spooky which means no skeletons nearby, but I'm kind of scared anyway. There's not spooky. It's safe. I think you mean spoopy, Emma. No, no, that one's not spooky. Oh, with a K. It's a different thing. So I'll just start from the bottom. Not spooky. It is safe, but always be alert for skeletons. Okay. Then there's spoopy. No skeletons nearby, but I'm kind of scared anyway. So that's how you differentiate. With spoopy, you're a little spooped. Then P spoopy, imminent danger of skeletons. (laughs) Spooky. There's a skeleton right behind you. Look out. And too spooky, which is it is too late. A skeleton is inside of you. It's inside all of us. <laughs> it's too late. So I stumbled you post that across on Instagram. That, I haven't yeah. seen that. I stumbled across. I'll put post it whenever we get into spoopy season. But um, my dear um, friend in it's college. It's always spoopy season. OK, fair enough. But we get into the spoopy, uh, spoopy, spoopy season, i.e. Halloween. Um I have a good friend from college who introduced me to that, and it tickled me so much. I've been using it ever since. Uh, so I, I'm making a uh, petition. I think that Halloween season starts now in August. No, it's too hot, Kate. It's hot, but you're gonna I already it. have my decorations out. Kate, you're going to dilute it. No, I don't know. It's strong. It, it increases strength as we get closer to October. No. No, it's, it's happening. No, I, I am against that. <laughs> Halloween's my favorite holiday, but it's my favorite holiday because it's precious. And I have you're doing my it black cat whenever already out. You can't even walk outside. It's so hot. You're not getting any of the fall vibes. And I just, I don't support that. Well, it's North Carolina and it's hot in October too. So no, it is not as bad. Yes, it is. No, it's not. My, my cat soap dispenser is out. I have my wicked witch hat framed in the living room. I'm just putting like little pieces. It's okay. We'll just judge you silently. You can judge me, but there are other people just like me. There are dozens of us. I'm really excited to have like a proper apartment to spoopy out. Oh yeah. Cause you have one now. Yeah. I mean, I lived in an apartment before. It's not like Emma I lived in a box in medical yeah, school. Yeah. I didn't live in a box in med school. It wasn't quite that bad, but this is the first place. It was I'm close. Proud. This is the first place I'm proud to decorate. Well, I'll put it that way. <laughs> That's a good way. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Well, I think that we should go ahead and talk about our actual movie. Um, Emma, I kind of want you to give the teaser for 13 Ghosts. I know oh you didn't prepare I'm one. I'm going to be but so bad at this because I followed so poorly. Um, Emma, just like give me a one or two sentence synopsis. What is this movie about? This if you're, trying movie, to ex- you're trying to explain it to someone at a bar. 
this movie is about an OCD detective who's... What? What? That's a guy who plays the nephew? What movie did you watch? (laughs) The guy who plays the nephew is famous for playing an OCD detective on that Are you talking about Tony Shalhoub? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I legit thought you watched the wrong movie for a second. (laughs) I was like, that's not what this is about. Okay, yes. Tony Shalhoub is in this movie. Okay. Shaggy Doo and Tony (laughs) Shalhoub. Matthew Lillard is also in this movie. Um, Shaggy Doo and Matthew... Um, no. Okay. I'm so sorry. Emma. Let me get my shit Stop together. drinking before recording. <laughs> what about during recording? <laughs> um, okay. So it's about... Uh, it's about a man <laughs> who hunts ghosts. And yes. he hires a psychic to hunt ghosts with him. And uh-huh. the psychic doesn't have a lot of friends. So he does it. Even though it gives him really bad migraines. And uh-huh. I mean, you get two sentences for the whole movie. I haven't taken a breath. We're still on a run-on sentence. <laughs> Semicolon. Semicolon. Okay, that was the first <laughs> sentence. He dies, and so nephew and children, recently traumatized, move in, get spooked by twelve ghosts, maybe become thirteenth? Question mark. That was the best syn- synopsis <laughs> teaser. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> If you don't understand it after that, I don't know what to then tell you. Then there's just no hope for you. <laughs> Can I give it a try? Let me let me try. Yeah, fine. Okay, so um, there's a very eccentric ghost hunter who dies, and he leaves his estate to his widowed nephew and kids. They move into the estate and realize that it's really creepy and haunted and the house moves around and there are ghosts in the basement that are locked there that are slowly being released. If you've seen Smart House, you're good to go. It's, it's a lot like it, yes. <laughs> this is a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> oh my God, we haven't covered a Disney Channel original movie. Oh, it's coming. That's the if next If you goal. don't think we're not doing Don't Look Under the Bed this season, you're wrong. <laughs> You're you are mistaken. It's coming. Unwrapped under wraps. What's the one with the with a mummy? I don't know. I, I spent so much time being fascinated slash horrified by Don't Look Under the Bed. That's kind of where my fixation is. That's Ooh, fair. We should my, do a whole uh, my mom dating episode. a vampire or my dad's dating a vampire. Someone's dating a vampire. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, we'll have to do a whole episode there. But we're gonna stay. Try to stay focused on thirteen ghosts because. I don't know if you caught it from Emma's synopsis, but there's a lot to unpack here and it is not all intuitive. <laughs> nope. It isn't. So a uh, spoiler warning. If you haven't seen this movie from 2001, we are going to spoil it for you. Um, and as always, this is my time to plug and ask you guys, please just like to um, share the club with friends and rate and review us on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes ooh, a huge ooh, difference. Ooh. And speaking of reviews, I have two new ones that I don't think Kate has seen that I just want to real quick shout out and share before we get into the nitty gritty of this movie. Are they mean? So no. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Zero out of five stars. Not because like, if, if they're if they're bad, save it till the end. No, this one is um, from Tuesday. It says it's by Glittercore, who is somebody we know and love. 
It says, wow, so impressed with the Nightlight Horror Movie Club podcast. I absolutely love horror movies, and my go-to favorite horror movie podcast told me to check this one out. I was very reluctant at first, partly because I'm too lazy to juggle multiple podcasts. I feel you, girl. <laughs> yeah, And I get partly that. because I don't want to like it. I don't want, I didn't want to like it since the podcast I normally listen to is so amazing. I never thought another horror, horror movie podcast could even compare to horror movie talk. I mean, oh, horror movie talk. They, they, they put the bar high. Yes. I got over my closed mindedness. I'm so glad I did. This podcast is such a great mix of, mix of awesomeness and now has a special place in my heart. Love that oh. Nightlight Horror Movie Club talks movies, medical stuff, and serial killers. Perfect oh my God. Mix. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> Also, if you like Nightlight Horror Movie Club, you should check out Horror Movie Talk. Retweet. For sure. Nightlight Podcast is two great gals and HMT is two great guys. You cannot lose. Oh my God, that's really sweet. I love that. I know. And then the one that we got on Thursday after the release of the Dr. Death mini episode was by... Yeah, that one was a doozy. Yeah, by good friend of the pod, Press Play Streaming. Oh Um, yeah. They said, just listen to the Dr. Death mini episode. Yeah, thanks for scarring my soul. Yep. That is terrifying. You're welcome. Which is why we listen. Once a great you two quote, kill it. Love the show, ladies. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, thank you guys for your reviews. That makes us happy. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. It means more than you know. So we appreciate it. And in, in this, in this um, fair of uh, full visibility, we also got a one star review. <laughs> From who? It's anonymous. They're always anonymous. Because someone gave us one star. God damn them. <laughs> All right. Y'all figure out who it is. Give me a name by the end That's of the week. That's right. Beat him up. <laughs> well, let's get um, into 13 Ghosts, shall we? Sure. All right. Well, I always pick a film genre. Uh, this And Emma always uh, has some snooty comment about it. It's so too niche. It has to fit into a, cl- a box that other things can fit into. Niche is fun. But this one I don't think is too niche. I went with Slumber Party Horror. This, okay, Emma's furring her brow. This is not a movie about a slumber party per se, but it's the kind of movie that you would definitely most enjoy at a slumber party. At a slumber party. Yeah, we definitely and, needed our brother Austin here for this. Okay, so this is what's nuts. So this movie I have seen before. Emma obviously has not. I've seen this movie before. Goes once. without saying. Emma Goes has without not saying. Seen it. But I'm going to say it every time. So Emma has never seen this movie. I watched this movie with our brother Austin when he was living in D.C. Oh, I didn't um, realize you actually had watched it with Austin. It just seemed yes. like an Austin-type movie. Oh, doesn't it, though? Yeah. It so does. Uh, just like a bizarre... Um, I can't even... Just Austin. Just so Austin. And I watched this with him, and it was an event. It was an event. <laughs> And then, so this morning, I was watching this uh, movie again this morning and having a great time, and I took a video of it, and I sent it, um, one of my favorite scenes, and I sent it to Austin, and he starts freaking out. He texts me. He's like, Kate, I was watching that last night, and I was thinking about you, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's great, because so I was watching it You were last watching night. it. We were watching know, it at the so same time. All of us were watching it in different places, and that's just cute. That is cute. That's just cute. That's just plain weird, cute. messed up. I don't know. You can interpret it how you will. Adorable is how I'm going to choose to go with it. But yes, this is very slumber party horror. Okay, I'll take it. And also like 2001 is like around the time that I was watching like these kinds of horror movies. It goes in the same box as Saw for sure. Sure. You don't kind of. It's just the genre. I would never have watched Saw at like a slumber party. No, it's not. Actually, I kind of would. Um. 
but because of like the sort of the this like early 2000 like scratchy record vibe like grunge harsh cuts like kind of shrill sound effects emma really did not like the audio in this movie apparently (laughs) (laughs) you know like that vibe like trashy music but you know what i mean where it's like like, it does like really harsh special effects (laughs) oh i can't wait to talk about the music in this movie you had that's a talking point for you oh absolutely it is well i'm intrigued because i do have opinions oh my god i'm just gonna talk about it right now the mood the music in this movie is outstanding and not in a good way it is so bad so if you listen if you listen to some of the lyrics (laughs) in this in this in the soundtrack it's um they don't make sense it's just like grungy 90s pop generic sound and um the lyrics are, I believe in people crying. I believe in people dying. I know. I remember those lyrics. I was like, what the fuck song is this? Austin texted that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe great. in people crying. I believe in people dying. And it's just it's just bad, like very low effort. Um, but it, it works and I have no problems with it. Oh, also, I will. Um, I have a section later. I have two main sections that I wanted to talk about. I have a whole section where I'm going to go through every single ghost in this movie. And then I also have my own section um, of things that I liked in this movie and things that I did not like in this movie. You are aware and, there are 13 ghosts. Yes, I am aware. <laughs> and we have time constraints on this podcast. Well, I, there's not a lot to say about them, Emma. <laughs> okay, fair enough. They're not very well, deep I have characters. Some information on the OG ghosts from the original. Like the 1960s? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm very excited about that. But obviously, it's time for the best part. Talking about return on investment. Um, <laughs> poor. The return on investment was really poor. <laughs> so was it really? The, the budget for this movie was $42 million. I was going to say, it seemed pretty big budget when they brought 42, up the giant truck that was spraying, spraying blood everywhere, which is a whole okay. other conversation. The production on this movie is insane. So it is not cheap. A $42 million budget is extremely high. Especially for a horror movie. Especially for a horror movie. And especially in 2001 when everyone was making horror movies for like $5 million. Like they did not have to go this hard. And they spent all the money in the wrong places such as the, well so like the 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 set design is fantastic okay emma's just emma doesn't agree with that i think the set design is really interesting and intricate we have all these glass walls and inscriptions and like very very interesting chunky sets so i get very bored being in the same set for every horror movie which happens all the time i need it it's it's nice to get a new setting and new color palettes in that movie definitely in this movie definitely does that so i really appreciated that um but then it's like the special effects and i'm like where you had $42 million and you made that? Well, to be fair, they did cut a man in half. They cut a few people in a lot of pieces. And they couldn't afford real boobs for that one lady. For the for the princess. Why now, were um, her boobs fake? I don't know. <laughs> like, I was so confused. I was like, is she supposed to be a real person or a blow-up doll? It was She's she- supposed to be a real person. So we'll get to her. She's one of the ghosts. She's called Why the, are her boobs fake? The angry princess. Like, I it's don't already understand. Rated R. I just really didn't understand. And at first I was like, Am I seeing this wrong? Do I not know what a boob looks like? So she has a backstory that I'll get to that kind of explains why she looks like a young um waterboarded Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> 
Well, but I'll get there. Boobs? It does explain her boobs. Interesting. I know. The content you came here for, people. <laughs> I mean, I was wondering. <laughs> I think we were all wondering. Because they're not good looking boobs. Like, like they she didn't. They're made of helium. They look so bad. <laughs> Which I mean, I think uh, I think like breast jobs were like not what they are today. Mm. Like back in the day, you could you could tell. Nip Tuck um, was out around then, and I feel like he was doing better work than that. Oh uh, well, then she just got a bad some bad work done. We'll we'll get there. Um, but she has these weird, very obviously fake breasts that we'll explain. Um, so $42 million at the box office, 68.5 million, which seems like, oh, that's a lot of money. But apparently they spent so much money in marketing and advertising that wasn't included in the budget for the film production uh, that it exceeded that. So they actually lost money on this movie. Whoops. Oops. <laughs> I would have thought a lot of people would have seen this movie. It has that blockbuster vibe to it. It, it has maybe blockbuster that's just all the vibe. marketing. So when you say blockbuster vibe, um, the blockbuster vibe I get from this is I'm walking around a literal blockbuster and this movie (laughs) is playing on one of the TVs in the corner. (laughs) I don't get like, you know what? Damn, the movie that like broke the box office. I'll tell you what they spent too much money on. They spent too much money on that child actor. He was not worth a cent. Oh, I'll get into Bobby. Bobby was so bad. Bobby sucked. <laughs> like, oh my God, Bobby. Bobby, I, I wanted Bobby to together, just let him die. Child. Like, honestly, that kid sucks. He did. He was like a cheap knockoff shining child with a scooter. With his scooter in a <laughs> glass building. I, mean? I was like, are you trying to go for like the shining tricycle vibe, but like doing I it don't very know poorly? What <laughs> we'll, I might as well just say this now. because Bo- So Bobby's one of the two kids... In one you can loosely call this ch- call a child. One is She's clearly like 19 years old. Years old. Yeah. <laughs> so Tony Shalhoub has two children. His name is Arthur. So Arthur Tony Shalhoub has two children, Bob and Bobby and Kathy. Um, which I, in two thousand one, like no one his retirement home friends. No one was naming their kids this in two thousand one. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> no. No. But you just you're just like, okay, whatever. Like that you got this movie, you gotta just lean into it. And you're like, all right, Bobby and Kathy got it. And they're like going to see this house that they've inherited, this mansion that the eccentric uncle left them when he died. And Bobby, they like they didn't like bring the U-Haul. Like they're not like moving in. They're just there to see it. And so they have a full sedan with like a real estate agent. The two of them, the dad, their nanny. They're super um, poor, but somehow they can afford a nanny. Yeah, they have a nanny. It's like, what year is this? I really uh, do feel like they were just trying to get a black person into the oh, movie. Oh, 100%. That's what they were doing in the 2000s. They're like, crap, we need to get black people to watch this movie. Put, yeah, put that's, someone I, in that there vibe is a little in transparent. A, in a supporting role. I'll get to, I think her name's Martha or something like that. Maggie. Maggie. We'll get to Maggie in a minute. And my feelings about Maggie. No disrespect to Maggie, just to be clear. Love Maggie. Don't, I wish that they had treated her a little bit better. But back to shithead Bobby. They're all in this little sedan traveling two hours away to go see this home. And he brings his scooter out of, it just appears out of thin air. I guess it was in the trunk. And then he just brings it into this home where all of the walls are made of glass. And everyone's like, all right. All right, Bobby. All right, Bobby. Get to scooting. <laughs> Hate that kid. Um, but we're not there. We're still the cast and the in the director. I do want to talk about the director. 
His name is Stephen Michael Beck. You might know him. Um, he did the commercial for First Union Bank. What? Um, he, did, he did a commercial for McDonald's. He also directed a commercial for uh, Gatorade. Oh, I and remember all of those vividly. He directed a commercial for GMC and Chevrolet. So his best work is with two minutes. It's exclusively commercials, yes. What? <laughs> Who gave him a $32 million I budget? I don't know. Dark Castle Entertainment did. That is insane. Yep. They made that entire production company for this movie. It's still happening. Dark Castle Productions is still a thing. Not like the most successful one. Wow. But it was associated with Warner Bros. And it was still a thing. And they're like, yeah, get, <laughs> get that guy from the Gatorade commercial. That's Can we get wild. him? That's so and they, wild. And they gave him a movie. And um, he's done one other movie since. It's Ghost Ship, which is exactly the same vibe as this movie. And yeah. as Emma might have guessed, yes, Austin loves that movie too. <laughs> And speaking it was of ghost ships, the triangle was a great movie. That's not completely different vibe, Emma. All right, we're gonna put that on the poll because I vaguely remember. No, it. no, we're not putting the. No one wants to watch the triangle. Why not? The Prime Video exclusive horror movie no. that Dad made us watch. All right, we'll see. We'll see what the if anyone messages no. about the triangle, it will go on there. <laughs> That's not rise that up. <laughs> no. <laughs> So and, and as far as the cast, we've already talked about Tony Shalhoub and Matthew Lillard. Um, Matthew Lillard plays Dennis, who is uh, he's the psychic that's involved. We'll 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 talk about him in a minute. He's the best part of this movie, hands down, as Matthew Lillard always is. And then there is one actress that Emma, I'm hoping you recognized her. Did yes. you not recognize Miss Honey in this movie? Yes. I didn't know who she was, but I, she was so familiar. Yes. Miss okay. Honey is mean. <laughs> yeah. Miss Spicy Honey. So if you guys have seen Matilda, um, you'll know who Miss Honey is. So that's M. Beth Davids. She's an English actress. And she plays Kalina Oretzia. That's her I, name. Such a made up name. So also, made up. <laughs> also, for those of y'all not from the South, um, I really just want to take a quick moment to endorse Hot Honey. Go get you some. It's delicious. Emma, put it on. All you're biscuits, doing is telling people who aren't from the south something that they can't have. Y'all could find hot honey in a store. Go to like a Trader Joe's or something. You'll find some. Hot honey is banging. I'm not here it's to really dispute good. that. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm so sorry, but you just made me think of it. And I just couldn't. I just was trying to share. I told you not to podcast on an empty stomach. You always do this. <laughs> stop but getting. Are, stop. Not eating and getting drunk on booze and messing up the podcast. You're really She's a doctor, me. everyone. A doctor. <laughs> but well, that's that's all the cast that's worth mentioning. There are other characters, don't what worry. About F. But Marie Abraham. Is that Maggie? <laughs> are you serious? I don't know. That's Raw Digga. Um, no, that's Cyrus Kritikos. He's the like familiar. Uncle? He's like from other things. Okay. He's like well, a character actor. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't want to forget him. You know Shauna Lawyer? Emma, you're just... No, obviously I don't know who that is. She uh, was Boobs McGee. Oh, good for her. Yes. Apparently Dana was the name of that ghost. Okay. Well, you're right. None of these people don't are Don't steal about. my ghost thunder. I'm going to talk about the ghosts in a minute. Shannon but- Elizabeth was in... Um, who, paid, who played Kathy was in... Um, who the hell's Kathy? Oh, the daughter. <laughs> exactly. Played in um, Scary Movie, which becomes relevant whenever I get to one of my um, reviews. 
Oh my God, she is in Scary Movie because she's got like the prettiest smile. Mm -hmm. She does have a very beautiful smile. She has a beautiful smile. Like every tooth is like the same tooth, but it it works. (laughs) It looks normal. You know, I think it's time. What? We talked about return on investment. Now it's time to hear what the critics thought and what the audience (laughs) thought. I think I know what they thought. So let's let's hear it from you. Time for your guess. (laughs) Okay, is it Rotten Tomatoes time? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, critics, I'm going to say bad. I'm going to say like... Uh, I don't want to be too mean, but like 10, 11%. That's pretty bad, Kate. Are you sure you wouldn't commit to that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> this movie net lost money. I'll tell you it's above that. Oh, okay. Am I being too mean? 25. Yeah. Okay. Percent. Okay. Wait, is this like the price is right? Do I lose if I go over? <laughs> no, you lose if you go under because you take away my fun. Okay, 25%. Okay. Well, oh, and you have to give it the audience gave it. Oh, I'm going to say like 35. Well, you lose on that one too because you undershot it. Still pretty bad. It was 16% by critics. That's bad. That's really bad. And 48% by audience. So that's including the Austins of the world. 48 is pretty good. I mean, it still looks like a garbage can to me. (laughs) Is that the icon? Yeah. (laughs) Or like a spilled pop box of popcorn. I'm not sure. Okay. Not good. It's either yellow garbage or a popcorn thing. On It's probably thing. popcorn. I don't think it's yellow garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're um, getting pretty mean and pretty catty over there at Rotten Tomatoes. So normally I try to give a little bit more of a balanced, you know, balanced critic reviews, but there are a lot of little splotchy <laughs> green splatters um, for the reviews. Oh, no. So I just picked two that I thought were interesting. Um, so this for- first one AKA is a mean is by Matt Brunson of Film Frenzy. Oh, he's gonna be so mean. Whereas both versions of Thirteen Ghosts find characters donning special glasses to be able to see the specters. That's I'll- in the old one too. Yep, Whoa. and I'll tell you more about that too. It's actually there's a little bit more to it. Only the remake will lead viewers to wish they had special goggles that would allow them to see a different movie instead. <laughs> savage that's really funny oh that's so mean i know it's so harsh you know he was just cackling at his keyboard writing that (laughs) so we were talking about elizabeth um who plays kathy um so this one yes you were yes this is by jonathan perry of the boston globe is he gonna be mean to elizabeth no he says, little did Elizabeth know that after starring in this spoof scary movie, she'd soon find herself in another parody of bad horror, horror films, one that she didn't even know was one. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so intense. That's a really calculated, mean thing to it say. Is. This person, This person is very clever and is using it for evil purposes. Yeah, I love it. That's great. That's so, a really um, in sick essence, burn. It was not beloved. And I, what I will tell you is I held off from doing any of this research until after I watched the movie Good. so that I could develop my own opinion. Are you going to tell me what your opinion is? Would you like me to? Yes. Um, you could not pay me to rewatch it. Oh, my God. Seriously? I hated it. Oh, no. I hated it. <laughs> oh, no. Love you, Carly, but I hated it. Oh my God, no. I just like, from the beginning, Kate, like this morning, Kate was like, hey, like you got to work early. If you want to come over and watch the movie with me, you can. I'm like, I'm going to pass. 
<laughs> no, thank once you. was enough. <laughs> um, so I think it started first. I saw Matthew Lillard and I was like, damn, he's in it. Like, and to be fair, he really did his very best. To make he this brought a good it. Movie. Like, he, he brought it. Everything he possibly could with this movie. Um, but alas, he cannot um, overshadow the uh, blood spewing trucks or the really like gruesome but not scary ghosts. And I'm someone who gets scared, but the ghosts, the, the bad guys were so like, I'm a bad guy that it wasn't scary. <laughs> and like the way that they were, um, to me, the way the ghosts were murdered, I guess, which is what's making them like restless souls, was so like silly that it didn't feel like anyone had ever murdered anybody that way ever. So it just felt like kind of like a, it felt very like um, proppy and gimmicky. Emma, you can just say stupid. So I thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you did. I'm. Like, this by far is the worst movie I've seen since I started this podcast. I knew you'd hate it. <laughs> Did oh you my really? God. I would have killed to watch you watch it. I oh really, like, God. when I got 10 minutes in, I was like, you fuck, I'm going to have to watch an hour you and a half watch of all this. this. <laughs> like, I must really like this podcast. Because it's not a short blows. movie. No, it wouldn't It's end. not short. And it's not something that you can just, like, casually watch. Like, you kind of have to pay attention. Exactly. And then... There's so many scenes of walking through the glass corridors. And then oh at the my end, God, I love it. he like somehow has ninja skills. Um, what's, his, what's his name whenever he's the OCD detective? Monk. Monk. Yes. When Monk jumps through the like <laughs> swirling machine to save his children. I'm like, how did he just not get cut up when we just saw someone's. We just saw the we same thing We just saw happen. someone else's head get ripped off by like going too close to this. Head thing. and arms. I was just very confused about Oh, you're this is a confusing movie. Yes. This is a movie that you cannot take seriously. In a word, unnecessary. <laughs> no, that's mean. <laughs> I get it. I'm not gonna pretend I don't get it. Did you like, like this movie? I did. <laughs> okay. Emma just rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> so I do like this movie. Um is it is it bad? Obviously, like it's so bad, but it's like it's it's kind of great because it's that perfect. It's it's kind of the sweet spot for me. So there's campy horror, which is my favorite, and then there's what's happening lately, which is people are trying to make campy horror, and you can't do it seriously. You can't do it un. You can't do it ironically. It can't, you can't have ironic campy horror. Like it just doesn't sit the same with me. I'm like, yeah, but you, you tried to make that a joke. So it's not really funny, but this is one of those rare circumstances where it's so bad and so silly and And so so sincere and so sincere. So needlessly over the top for everything. Nothing makes sense. They have all of this intricate, overly ambitious lore it reminded me of up. Saw, but somehow Saw, I would watch again because it made me laugh more. This has nothing to do with Saw. Also, none of these are comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Saw is what just made me laugh because of like how dramatic the actors were. Like, I'll never get over just like the guy, like the ser- the straight man that was in that cell or whatever, and how ridiculous he was about his wife and about his children. Like, it was so funny all the time. It was like, funny. him being a way too serious doctor. Like, doctor man, doctor, doctor. And then yes. 
And this one, it, there was enough like sincerity in the storyline that I was just like, no, I'm, I'm not coming along with you. I'm so sorry. I can't join you in this expedition. Should I just, I, I think I might go ahead and talk about the things that I liked about this movie. So yeah, sounds good. There are um, three main things or four main things that I like about this movie. Matthew Lillard is at the top. That is my number one thing I like about this movie. Love him. His line delivery is perfect. Yeah. It's effortlessly hilarious without being clowny. And the lines that he is given are not good lines. No, he, I agree with you, Kate. I would go back and I would replay some of his lines and I would say them out loud. And I'm like, that's a bad line. And I wouldn't have thought to, and I'm not an actress, but I wouldn't have thought to deliver it like that. But he delivers it so well. No, I am so sold on him between Scream and then Scooby-Doo. And then um, and, and, and I've been watching um, a show called Good Girls, which is a whole yeah, other conversation. Great, great but show. he plays the husband on Good Girls and does a really good job playing a very different role than I've seen him in before. Um, and then seeing him try, seeing him salvaging parts of this, like scenes in this movie that would otherwise be like trash. Um, I was very, I was very impressed with him. That's the thing that I walked away impressed with. And I, and okay, not to just make this a Matthew Lillard podcast, although I would do that in a heartbeat, but he is just a genuinely good person. Like when he goes to like horror cons and stuff like that, he's like super friendly and sweet to everyone. He He makes time for everyone. Yeah. There was a video I saw. um, It was like a little girl who came up to him and like, like came up in the line and she started crying because she got shy and he like got down and was like talking to her and started talking to her in like his shaggy voice. And gave her a little I want to go picture. watch that right it's now. It's so wholesome. This man is wholesome and he's talented and he's a chameleon and I love him and I want him in more stuff. Nice. So I don't know how he got in this movie, but I'm glad he was in it because it wouldn't have been the same Let's movie without him. Let's invite him to your wedding. I, oh my God. Can you he's imagine? He's a nice guy. He won't reject us because that would be he, what a mean guy would do. That's so stupid. <laughs> Come to my wedding or I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> Come to my wedding, you're not a nice guy. So that that's number I'm also, one. I'm watching F Boy Island right now, and there's F Boys and nice guys, and so I think this is also bleeding into my vernacular. Yeah, that's a show. Oh yeah, and it's on HBO, so you think they would just call it what it is, but they always call it F Boys. They can. It's HBO. You can say what you want to yeah, say. Yeah, and they say like they say like the F word and stuff on the show. But they just okay. Netflix has freaking too hot to handle. I think that Netflix we can... Netflix has the, the one that went viral with the, about the guy having like a two foot long penis. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, called... we're getting sidetracked. Okay, well, we'll talk about that <laughs> on our mini episode. <laughs> we really should. About explicit, explicit streaming service shows. Excellent. <laughs> no, we're talking about Matthew Lillard and now I'm talking about my number two favorite thing, which is the creative sets. I didn't say good sets. Now, like they're not like they're very much they're very setty. They're very like 2000s and over the top and silly. But I feel like I'm in like a storybook a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yes, the basement set is literally just the same three walls repurposed over and over in different yeah. shapes. Like I'm not denying that. Can you like, imagine if you like you were like going to work, you're running late, you go, oh shit, I forgot my coffee. So you go, you turn around to get back in and you have to wait like five minutes for the, that damn door to open. Oh, yeah, because everything's shifting. Also, where'd the key go? It ate it. It ate the key. <laughs> like, he puts the key in the door, and it just takes it. It's like, this is mine now. I, he probably should have inferred from there that he's not leaving this place. 
There were a lot of bad decisions in this movie. So that, that's number two. I like the sets. Uh, number three, uh, the ambitious lore. I didn't say good lore. I said ambitious lore. It's silly. It's really, really, really silly. I don't mind that it's silly. Um, and again, I, I, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be self-aware silly. You don't have to take yourself seriously all the time. Horror doesn't have to be serious all the time. That's one of my biggest criticisms of the genre. Um, but I like that this was just silly. <laughs> oh, and number four, my number four thing that I liked uh, was Miss Honey. She's a literal bully. And um, I just enjoyed she watching really her. She bro- broke our trust, didn't she? Spit at everyone. And she was not, there was like not a single line that she didn't scream at someone angrily. Well, she got her, so. She sure did. She, she, mm, she did. <laughs> Those are the things that I like. Well, one now thing, on to the things. Oh, now you're going to the things you don't like. I'm sorry. Please, yes. Please proceed. Now these are the things I don't like. Um, Bobby is at the top of this list. Um, a close second is Bobby's stupid fucking scooter. <laughs> That's I what it's him. billed as, actually. I hate him so much. Stupid Number fucking two. scooter played by <laughs> Razor. Played by Razor. Number two, uh, Kathy splashing water on her face like she's in a Neutrogena commercial. Even <laughs> though she's wearing mascara, that drives me up the wall. <laughs> No one does that. And that's another thing that like we talked about horror movie talk earlier and how it's two dudes who host that channel. They I don't think they ever would have noticed this ever. But as someone who puts on mascara many days out of the week, never in a million years. I would bet I just they would agree casually, with us, though, when we pointed out because they both have wives. Yeah, they, they would agree with it. I just feel like a lot of people don't notice it, which is why that this stupid thing got directed. They should have had her with a little um, little cotton ball with some olive oil on it or whatever, wiping at her eye and turning her face into a raccoon as she tries to get the gunk of the day off her face. That's what yeah, no one shows that. That's what, what women go through. <laughs> no one shows that in the movies. They just splash water on their faces as they smile. Her mouth is open. She's smiling and splashing she water on her face. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Number three, uh, that's the ridiculous boobs. It's ridiculous. And I'm not just talking about uh, the ghost, because there is that ghost that has the absolute ridiculous fake boobs. But there's also Kathy. For some reason, she's supposed to be like his daughter, but they're like, but she's going to be an older woman so that we can do this really gross scene. And the gross scene is whenever the jackal, one of the ghosts, is slashing at her face and also slashes open her shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I think I must have been folding laundry when this happened, because I would have remembered that. And I yeah, I remembered remember it. Sl- this jackal slashes at her face and then also slashes her shirt open so her bra is revealed. And it's not played as a joke. I cannot. <laughs> it's played very I seriously. I And I'm like, okay, ridiculous. All right, number four, Maggie. And to be fair, it's not, I don't hate Maggie as a character. I kind of like Maggie as a character. I think she's funny. Um, I think she's ridiculous. I enjoy her energy. I really enjoy the energy she brings to the otherwise flat supporting characters with the exception of, um, obviously Matthew Lillard. You don't like her tokenism? I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, definitely like the person of color role who's just a supporting role to the main white family. Also, this line really bugged me, like, cause in the, cause this is something that is very reminiscent of like 60s The Help. And it's, 
she's one of the family and like hanging out with curlers in her hair and cooking around like she's one of the family until she isn't like whenever she's playing with Bobby and then Bobby is abducted, but she gets blamed and and the dad just goes, you're supposed to be watching him. That's what I pay you for. Ooh. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you treating her like shit? Why is the script writing her yeah, like this? Yeah, for Matthew Lillard, this made me like him even more. Because I'm like, wow, you're doing a lot with Little. It didn't make me like Tony more, which is very sad. No, his character sucked. His character sucked, and he wasn't able to revive it, unfortunately. It felt very much like Tony Shalhoub was like, I need to pay my bills. <laughs> yes, it almost felt like he was depressed playing that character. And I couldn't tell if I was putting that on him or if he was putting that out there. <laughs> and it, it is a, it's a very flat character. Like, yeah, and, like, and he's also kind of the straight man. Anxious. Yes. So like he's kind of like a flat character. Like he doesn't get to have fun with it the way Matthew Lear does as like the eccentric psychic. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do feel like he phoned it in. And I'm allowed to say that because he's got like pretty much an egot at this point he's yeah, like he's a revered actor he's you know, doing fine another thing that i just want to say while it's on my mind uh whenever they had that scene where it was like him and they do like a circle pan around the room and it's you know you hear first of all how heinous and lazy was the expose of the fire and the wife dying oh my and god like the, I- the EK, or the um t- like the um is it a i guess it'd be a telemetry monitor monitor or the ekg doop do it was yes, just okay. so stupid let's tell everyone who hasn't seen the movie so that they can experience it okay or that so at least they don't have to is you you know you just saw this intro scene which is some gory a bunch of people are being killed in a junkyard you don't really know what the hell's <laughs> going on but like a bunch of people are dying this movie throws you in. Yeah. And like there's literally a truck that spraying blood to attract ghosts. I don't I love know. it. They don't explain it. Um, or who these like these army of men who are getting murdered by the it's very confusing I don't know if they're governmental if they're hired I, I think don't it's know. like a private army <laughs> I have no fucking idea anyway don't so that ends and then you get the kind of like um hard cut to oh happy family and you see this woman playing with this little boy and you go oh that's the mom <laughs> That's Kathy because Kathy. That's Kathy. Kathy's thirty-five years old and twenty-five years older than her younger brother, and then you have, you see this man who's like watching, and he's like, "Oh, you can hear like these voiceovers. They're like, oh, they're gonna grow up so nice. Oh, we love each other. You're my world." And then it pans. This to is like all a, voiceover. It's all like it's a circular voiceover. shot with voiceover. Yeah, it's a single Continue. shot that the the. the camera is panning slowly around the room like in a circle and then you see like the photo of this woman like looking out a window presumably that's tony's wife and then you hear oh my god <laughs> it's, it's a fire beep 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 <laughs> why is a fire alarm going on tony or whatever his name is and then oh we forgot mom and like you're hearing we all of this in the voiceover mom. over a span of a minute because they're too lazy to actually film this or try to find a way of interve- interweaving this storyline. Yeah, so you, just write better dialogue, Just guys. write better dialogue. So, Or just like have a conversation where they talk about the recent loss of their mom. Like anything right. was better than this. But <laughs> do that and then... But th- they're not even done. After, like, you're like, okay, we get it. She died in a fire. No. You're <laughs> like, wait, we really want to make sure you get it. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's like they don't have any faith in you. So all you really needed was the beeping and, oh my God, mom's in there. But then they proceed to be like... 
have like a voiceover of a doctor speaking or something. And then they have like beep, beep, beep. Like I have it like her flatlining. We get to hear mom code just so that you're, <laughs> it's just like you're really, aware that she's dead. Really wild. Um, and you're, then you, you're forgetting it pans the best back part. around and it shows him sitting in that same chair, but presumably he's moved because now there's a brick wall outside his window rather than this picturesque backyard. And then you can see, a bunch of papers on the wall because apparently he likes to di- display his past due bills. Um, <laughs> and despite having wall. at least 10 past due bills, he also has a nanny. Oh, wait. I, Emma, you you forgot the best part of the exposition. Wait, why was it? Because it keeps going. Like, oh. just in case you still don't get that she's dead from the voiceover of a doctor saying she's gone and the EKG sound <laughs> flatlining, they then... They then have audio of the eulogy. Oh, I forgot that part. They they keep they keep it keeps they going. Will, they are pounding it in. Like Jesus Christ, we get it. <laughs> Mom's and dead. And then later on in the movie, they like they're like, and then you know how your mom died. We're like, yeah, we remember. We yeah, remember no that. one forgot. We're very aware. <laughs> no one forgot. Um, there was also speaking of like the ex. So that was the first. That was not the first note that I got that this was going to be a very silly movie. The first note I got that this was going to be a very silly movie is whenever um, the owner of the house, the original owner of the house, whenever he's in that junkyard in the first scene, steps out of his antique car with a cane. With his, and a he has a hat. cane, cane and a red satin lined cape. <laughs> and I'm like, For this no is my kind of movie. Reason. <laughs> and then in a like, junkyard. Okay, we should just talk about the movie. I guess we should. We really have already just talked about about the first 10 minutes. Yeah, the actual, honestly, like the the blow by blow of the movie doesn't make a ton of sense. So that's not as important as all the stuff around it. So I'm going to go a little fast through that at the end. Yeah, I think that's very fair. But there's two quick things I wanted to talk about that I, um, so I had my list. I loved it. I hated it. This is things I both loved and hated. Okay. At the top is uh, the soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) garbage can't get enough of it number two is definitely the ghost goggles tm uh where did they come from why does miss honey have one like why is this a mechanic in this movie at all so i'm gonna give you a little bit of background okay please i need it so this was a movie uh back in 1960 by william castle and he that's where the dark castle productions comes from where the name comes from that checks out and um, it was just the basic premise was the same as this, where there was an occultist uncle who bequeaths a large house to his impoverished family, and it's haunted by these 12 ghosts. Some things are different. The ghosts are different, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, but the part that I think is actually quite interesting is that they use this, this is in 1960, they use this uh, gimmick to promote the 13 ghosts where they made it to where the quote brave viewers had the choice of seeing the ghosts in quote 3d. So most of the scenes were in black and white, but the scenes that involved the ghosts were shown in a process dubbed as illusion. O. so basically it was like an early version of 3d, but rather than having like, the red and the cyan or like slash blue eye. It was like this sort of these glasses you put on that tried to kind of give you a little bit of that effect, but just an early 1960s version of it. You're blowing my mind. I know. I cannot believe that in 1960, they had a sort of 3d viewing experience. Holy shit. 
Yeah. And it was for this movie that no one talks about. Yes. It was for this movie that nobody talks about. I don't That's think bonkers. it was super well received. I think it was a good idea and it didn't execute super well. Because um, they had 1960s technology and a 2000s idea. Yeah. So it, it, this movie wasn't super successful. Uh, a couple of quotes from from coverage, uh, critic coverage was, the idea is sound and exploitable, but the execution doesn't fully come off. Explaining that the ghosts lack personality and art aren't frightening so there isn't a sufficient tension in the sequences during which the ghost viewer comes into play oh so like it kind of works but it's just like a person standing yeah there. it's like the ghosts which are dull are a dull red color are far less effective when witness than when their present presence is merely suggested especially when their viewability depends on a process as unremarkable as illusion o Oh, wow. So okay. kind of harsh about it. I, I'm kind of inclined to be like, good job. It's like 1960s. You're trying to yeah, do 3D. Yeah, you tried. Like, they tried something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I wonder if that's kind of the process that was that led to this whole glasses thing that was employed in both this movie and our modern one that we're covering today. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of the ghosts, I'm excited to talk about them. Can I talk about the ghosts? Yes. Can I give you the backstory that the movie did not give you? If it's brief, I have can't tell you how little <laughs> I am interested in the expose <laughs> of these ghosts. I have my own um, completely non-canon explanations, uh, a thesis really for each oh one. Oh my God. No, I, I do not have that. I have a quick blurb um, and it's all stolen from the special feature on the DVD, which is true 2000s fashion. That is very 2000s and I love your work ethic. It's all, it's all, um, this is all canon. So this is all part of the actual story. It's just not told in the story because they had a lot of things to tell in the story. There was a lot and going on in that movie. That's what that's. Yes. There was a lot going on. <laughs> okay. And please, none tell of this me, is super, me. super important. So, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, it's all about these 13 ghosts. <laughs> that sounds very duh, but it's about the ghosts and the 13 arcane symbols. They have these crazy symbols that represent all the 12 spirits in the basement as well as the 13th ghost which we'll talk about when we go through the movie um and they're all written about in this book called the arcanum and it's inscribed into the walls of the house um and also the machine that's like is the house's core so it's very big part of the house is this arcanum and each arcanum represents the 12 ghosts so ghost number one this is and 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 in from what I understand, it seems like from Ghost 1 to Ghost 12, they get progressively worse, like more threatening with that a few exceptions. That doesn't quite make sense, though, because I'm pretty sure the um, sad wife ghost is ghost number four. Yes, And in is. that case, she should be ghost number one. Well, ghost number one is the firstborn son. It's just uh, that kid that has an arrow through its head. Which, why? Who put an arrow through this child's head? So I know why. All right, why don't you tell me? <laughs> So, a ghost of a little bratty boy named Billy Michaels, who loved to pretend to be a cowboy. One day, another little kid challenged Billy to a duel, but Billy's cap gun was no match for that boy's real still-tipped arrow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Billy's ghost still carries. Unlike most of the ghosts, this one is a mild threat, never attacking anyone and just saying, I want to play. No, so, this is that's so <laughs> dumb. Who wrote that? That's, that's the firstborn son. That's ghost number one. Wow, that got worse when they explained it. 
Oh yeah. It gets bad. It gets way worse when they explain it. Cause it's like, you didn't, it's stupider when you try to make it. Yeah. I actually try to sound legitimate like with a little bit of expose. Also for those who haven't seen the movie, the arcanum is like this very ancient text. And, um, the guy who owns the house, Cyrus, who's trying to open this portal to hell with these ghosts is, uh, stealing people's souls Why when they die. Why is he to open a portal to hell? For nefarious reasons. <laughs> End of explanation. <laughs> so good. So good. So that's... Uh, I okay. truly asked you that because I thought maybe I missed something and we had a reason why no, you wanted to end the world. No, I don't think so. Okay. Or if it is, it's not a key point. <laughs> okay. So that's the first one. Um, yeah, but the guy, Cyrus, who's trying to open an, an, a a hell mouth essentially needs these spirits as written in the arcanum. So he's going around and collecting ghosts that will fit this mold um, like fit the mold of the firstborn son. So he's stealing people's dead undead souls and trapping them in the basement. He is not a good person. That's number one. Number two is just called the torso. <laughs> Let me tell you about the torso. Jimmy the Gambler Gambino was no, a gambler. No, no, no. In the early 1900s, Jimmy who caught the, the gambler attention? Gambino. Yep. the The sentence says Jimmy the Gambler Gambino was a gambler in the early 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> who caught the attention? Who caught the attention of the mafia? After he lost a boxing bet and didn't have the money to pay up, the mafia cut him into pieces <laughs> and wrapped him into cellophane, dumping the remains in the ocean. His ghost appears as a torso with a severed he head nearby and is more a neutral spirit than actively hostile. Jimmy the Gambler Gambino the Gambler. <laughs> All completely unnecessary because it's just a torso. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's number two. Number three, the bound woman. Susan Legros was the richest girl in town and was very popular. Her one flaw was that she toyed with boys and men. During her senior prom night, she was killed by a jilted ex named Chet Walters, oh, a star quarterback. Wait, is he one of the other ghosts? No. That's a different quarterback? There's a, oh wait is he the he no he's not possibly the 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 prince is he let me the prince was I a didn't... quarterback no 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 he was a he was a baseball player oh, so okay. different person um so she was uh killed um by her spurned ex lover Chet Walters a very real and not made up name <laughs> after he caught her cheating with another guy her ghost lures Bobby <laughs> that's the one that the little kid into the dangerous basement and still shows in her prom attire ropes bound against her arms. You know, this movie would have been more interesting if they'd given us some expose. This is all just useless. It doesn't even go in the movie. No, it's, this is all a special feature in the 2001 DVD. Moving on. Are you telling the me Withered you should Lover. buy the 2001 what? DVD? If you think I could get my hands on that, you bet your <laughs> ass I would. Or that we still have a DVD player to play it. I have a DVD player to play it, same way I had Scooby-Doo oh, on DVD. What a great movie. Okay, let's, let's talk features. about that another time. That's a different horror movie. A hundred percent. So The Withered Lover. Um, this one is explained in the movie, heavily explained. Um, that's Jean, who is the wife of J Tony Shalhoub. Do you um, remember Jean? the woman who was in a fire? Or maybe the woman who 
um, flatline, or maybe the woman who they did a eulogy of. Do you remember Do you any remember of those her? women? Or the, she, they keep showing photos of her everywhere. Yeah. I like how he kept that burned photo of her. Like he, like he couldn't oh my possibly God. get a new photo. He just has this dark, cinched photo of his dead wife, <laughs> still framed. That's so fucked up. It really is. So that's Jean. Um, that she's the withered lover. She is one of the the souls that is trapped in the house. That's important for the story. Um, How come she's she not died? Evil? She just don't worry about it. She died as a result of fire injuries, uh, obviously, and she's not dangerous. She's a good ghost. Then we have number five, the torn prince. Royce Clayton was a gifted and famous teenage baseball player in the 1950s. What another made up name? Oh, honey, there's all made up names. One of the characters in this movie is called Kalina Orezia. <laughs> Casually. It's ridiculous. Are we ready to talk about Royce Clayton? Is it R- Royce Clayton? Royce. Okay. <laughs> yep. Royce Clayton was a gifted and famous teenage baseball player in the 1950s who caught the eye of colleges around the USA. Thanks to his challenger, a greaser who set him up. <laughs> <laughs> Royce died in an accident caused by cut brake line. (laughs) It has nothing to do with baseball. His remains are still buried at the baseball diamond. What the fuck? (laughs) And his ghost carries his baseball bat. I like how they bury this poor dead teenager in the baseball field. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know if you've noticed. I didn't read these ahead of time. I was like, I'm going to read these on air. This is going to be fun. It has not disappointed. Now let's go on to number five, the angry princess, a.k.a. a young, naked Jennifer Coolidge. (laughs) Dana Newman was a beautiful but abused lady. Jesus. What the fuck? What kind of intro is that? Who lived in the later 1900s. What does that even mean? Like the 90s? (laughs) I think it means the 90s. I can't. Because if you've seen this girl, she's not the like lady. from 1910. No. She's got like a plastic surgery. Like She's had so much plastic surgery. All right. Maybe maybe they meant the 90s. Okay, you so, and I were born in the late later 1900s. <laughs> she had plastic surgeries to alter her perceived flaws and... Oh, here we go. After a botched experiment that mutilated her eye. Did she have a mutilated no, eye? I thought both of her eyes were just like shark black eyes. Yeah, no, they weren't mutilated. Well, anyway, after that happened, she brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. <laughs> Why is there a bathtub at the clinic? <laughs> For suicidal beauty queens. Her ghost often carries blood, is naked, and carries the same knife she used to commit suicide. So they also have chef's knives at, at the, the clinic, um, at the clinic in the bathroom. That's the angry princess. Then we have the pilgrimess, who, in my opinion, was the creepiest one. She's the one with the um, what's it called? The pillory that she's attached to. I'm making the hand motion so Emma can see, like the pillory. I don't remember that one. All right, well. Isabella Smith came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England. (laughs) This is so unnecessary. That's the only reason people came to America. Jesus, this girl. (laughs) She was an orphan. We didn't need that. A country of orphans. I'm just, if you guys haven't seen the movie, the Pilgrimist is in it for like 
30 seconds cumulatively. Yeah. And it doesn't say who's who. Like, it's not important. So the tight knit community ostracized and ignored her. Oh, God. And used her as a scapegoat, being accused of witchcraft when crops and animals mysteriously died. Oh, this is getting good. She denied such accusations, but she was trapped in a burning barn, but managed to escape unharmed. I did. This is so much. So she listened to this. Okay. She would th- again. This is the character. So that's not the, even how the, she died. That's not even how she died. She escaped that unharmed, but then that sealed her fate because she escaped it unharmed. So she must be a witch. So she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory that she carries with her as a ghost. Her skin is badly damaged because she's starved. I guess so. Kick her while she's down. <laughs> also, her skin's not that great. Also, she's got bad skin. <laughs> All right, number eight, the great child. This one's this one's weird. This so one's we very have the great, weird. Yeah, the great child and the dire mother. Um, it was like a cheap I'll, blow, but I did think this one made me uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. Harold Shelburne was a mentally disabled man who never outgrew diapers and had to be spoon fed even as a fully grown adult. This is he uh, often, problematic. No, oh, like every all of it's problematic. He often made baby sounds. Complete <laughs> sentence. Emma just tried to take a swig of her drink and about spit it out. He often made baby sounds. After being mocked, teased, and tormented relentlessly all his life, he caused a massacre at the old freak show where he and his mother, Margaret Shelburne, lived. Everything about this is bad writing, and I love it. Some of the freaks had kidnapped and killed his mother as a joke one night. That's funny. The circus owner, Jimbo, he has a name, it's Jimbo, had Harold mutilated beyond recognition. His ghost appears as Harold did in life with a small patch of hair, a bib covered in vomit, and cloth diapers. He still holds the axe that he used to kill his enemy. I am not following why he murdered everybody or what was the motivation for that. Because he was bullied. But he has the functionality of a baby, but Don't he's also able to murder worry people. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, and I haven't even gotten to his mother, who's the next ghost. Now let's hear about the mom. The dire mother. Margaret Shelburne, Harold's mother, was a shy little lady standing three feet tall. She never could stand up for herself at the freak show where she lived. Oh, my God. Is it really she bad? Was, yeah, she was assaulted by the tall man. Another circus freak and gave birth to her illegitimate son, Harold, whom she loved more than life itself. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Who was like getting off being like, I'm going to write this really fucked up story that's not even going to make it into the movie. It's like really dark. I mean, it'll be like it'll be in the like the like the special extra scenes, though. And that's really what people listen to anyway. It's it's commentary. (laughs) This tells you so how long since I've listened up. to a commentary. She smothered and spoiled Harold from infancy and never stopped as he grew. This is the main reason for Harold's mental handicap. Oh, this is problematic. Yeah, the no, two- I, as I'm hearing it, I'm like, that is not how people with mental mental disorders. That's not how that goes. No, uh, you should have just left it at creepy man, baby, and yeah, weird I agree. It should mom. have been somebody who just was not mentally disabled. It should have just been oh. someone who ha- has like a fetish. 
It keeps going. The two were abused to a point where Harold killed almost the entire circus after Margaret died. As ghosts, they remained together with Harold being protective. Like the torso. They have each other. Wait, you missed my casual segue. Like the torso, she is not aggressive and is more of a neutral spirit. Unlike her son that carries a hatchet everywhere he goes. (laughs) I guess, you know, tomato, tomato. So number 10. Each their own. Number 10, the hammer. A happy and honest family man and blacksmith. This is not the vibe I got from the hammer in the movie. The, the hammer is like is the, the one with really like big nails in his head. Yes, the one that's pulling nails out of his own body and like has them in his face. And he is like was the one who annoyed huge me the and most. terrifying. He scared you the most? No, annoyed me the most. Why? I was like, who, like, what, under what scenario did this person get 50 nails in their head? Right. I thought the same thing. And we're about to find out, Emma. <laughs> we're about to find out. Because so far, it's starting pretty well. As a happy and honest family man and blacksmith, George Markley. Who picked these names? <laughs> okay. George Markley was falsely accused of stealing by a higher up named Nathan and threatened with... <laughs> I like with that they named Nathan. They name everyone. They name everyone. This is like me when I like open a new Sims town. I'm like, all right. Yeah, it is. Everybody getting some names. Accused of stealing by a higher up named Nathan. And this reminds me of reading my um, second grade journal book. Yep. Where it's like there's lots of descriptors that are very unnecessary and people name things who don't need to be named. And it doesn't quite follow up, but you can sort of figure out the storyline if you squint. Like... That's that, that's where this is putting me. And that's why I like it so much. We haven't even gotten to why he has nails in his head. So he was threatened with exile from their old western town. For stealing? For accused, He was falsely accused of stealing. They don't say of what, but they say it was Nathan who accused him. Now, George refused to leave. <gasps> oh, my God. And his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs. While That's not home. how that works. Oh my god, this is so fucked. Also, well, like people didn't lynch the family members for the husband stealing. I don't know. I don't know what year this is. I don't think this, that was a thing. Jesus Christ. George refused to leave and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs while walking home from town market. Seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith's hammer and killed those responsible. But the townsfolk chained him to a tree, here we go, and drove railroad spikes into his body. Why? I don't buy it. His left hand was cut. Why would you do this? His left hand was then cut off and a hammer was crudely attached. (laughs) After they killed him? They're getting a little out of hand. A little ridiculous. His ghost is one of the more angry spirits. I wonder why. Yeah, I, I put that together from the movie. We have two more ghosts. Jesus. The second, this next one, who is the 11th ghost, I think gets the most FaceTime of all of the ghosts. This is the jackal. The box lady? It's a guy. Oh. I thought it was a lady too. It's a guy, the jackal. I'm so excited. Are you ready to hear his backstory? About to. Born to a prostitute in 1887. Of course he was. Ryan, Ryan Coon developed a sick appetite for women. Jesus Christ, why? No, I don't like this. Yeah, what happened? What happened Attacking next? strays and prostitutes in the night. Is he calling stray women strays? Strays. Okay. 
and he voluntarily went to Borham Wood Institute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want to find out who wrote this, and I want to kick their ass. I do, too. I want to kick their ass real bad. There's he some latent stuff here that I'm not sure. Yeah, this is, this, all of this feels like it was written by, like, an incel, like an eighth-grade incel. It's yeah. so stupid. All right. He was, vo- he was voluntarily taken to Borham Wood Institute for treatment to cure this problem, but the medical practices made him much worse. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, I think I know why it didn't work. His they head is in a cage. A we'll see how, it, how that happens. Um, it caused him to go completely insane after years of solitary confinement, having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of his straitjacket and developing a <laughs> hatred for humanity. <laughs> what the shit is also, happening? what therapy were they trying to pursue by I, putting his head in a box? It was 1887. <laughs> I don't know. What? You can't catch prostitutes if your head's in a box. <laughs> you know the famous saying. <laughs> when I'm not even done with him. When the asylum burst into flames. <laughs> he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. His ghost carries his torn street jacket with the torn cubic head cage. It's a sign. Wait, it is called a sign of hell's winter. They don't explain that any further. <laughs> he is one of the more aggressive and violent ghosts, attacking and nearly killing Kathy. Yep. Yep. And tearing open her shirt. Why is he called the Jackal? I, I don't know. I never knew who the Jackal was the entire movie because <laughs> I didn't put together that the Jackal was the woman with her head in the box. It's it's a guy. His name I is know. Ryan. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, that's how little we understood this movie. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have, last but not least, The Juggernaut. This is the one that we are introduced in like the first scene of the movie, Catching the Juggernaut. Horace Breaker Mahoney was born very disfigured. <laughs> such stupid name. Yeah, of course they're stupid. Was born very disfigured and was an outcast his entire life. His mother abandoned him, oh my God, at a tender age. And his dad put him to work in the junkyard using his unusual strength to crush cars. <laughs> What is he, Mr. Incredible? Jesus. I don't understand what's going on there. It escalates, don't worry. After his dad died, Horace went insane. (laughs) Why is he crushing cars? I don't know. I love that we've also just gotten like, now we have superheroes or supervillains. Don't. I don't understand. Worry about it. We just went to a whole nother plane. Don't worry about it. He would take motorists and, oh my God. (laughs) He would take motorists and hitchhikers tear them apart, and feed them to his dogs. That sounds about right. After several of these murders, he was arrested. A SWAT team shot and killed him when he broke free of his handcuffs. (laughs) As a ghost, he remained in the junkyard with his body riddled with bullet holes, killing intruders. So that's who they were trying to catch at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. Well, I definitely didn't ascertain that from watching the movie. Well, you couldn't have, even if you wanted to. So those are, you know, those are the ghosts. Do with that what you will. They have their own Wikipedia page. Each of them does. And um, that's really all I have to say about that. Well, that was a lot to digest. It was. Much like the dogs digesting those motorists. That's right. (laughs) 
And honestly, I don't, I'm going to do the briefest of synopsis for these, for this movie because we've already talked about it. So let me just, let me just run through it. We have the ghost hunter Cyrus and his psychic assistant, Dennis Matthew Lillard. They go to the junkyard. They try to capture the spirit of the juggernaut for their collection. Um, Cyrus is presumably killed, and uh, the only one who gets out is Dennis. And then we get the horrible exposition, the very forced exposition about Tony Shalhoub and his family and how the wife was burned to death. And all he has left is Kathy, Kathy, Bobby, and and their nanny, Maggie. They say their nanny as if Kathy needs a nanny. (laughs) She's like 28 years old. The whole family needs a nanny. That's true. They really do. They need Maggie. They're they're a mess. Scootering around a glass house. Jesus. That's gracious. Um, but then they are, they're gifted this mansion. Um, they go and they see it's entirely made of glass with Latin sketched all over it. Casual. Um, they get abducted. Little boy gets abducted in the basement by the ghost. And they re- they kind of figure out that this place is haunted and that Cyrus was a little bit more than eccentric. He was a crazy ghost hunter. Yep. And um, they got to do what they got to do to get these the kid back. Um, all, all the while, we now have... Um, What's her name? Miss Honey. What's her name? Oh, God. It's something I can't even silly. tell you. Kalina Orezia. <laughs> so made shows up. up. Like, she sounds like she's from the animated Anastasia movie. It's so silly. And she shows up and they're like, how did you get into this house? We've been trying to get out the whole time. And she's like, I slipped in whenever something was moving. Don't worry about it. It's very <laughs> stupid. It's very true. And she like kind of explained. We, 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 we learn about the spectral glasses that let people see into the supernatural realm so that they can avoid ghosts. They're real, so we they're meet real all the goober spirits. glasses. You should look it up if they, you're not sure what we're talking about. They're not cute. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally like safety goggles. Yeah. They are safety goggles. And uh, anyway, so then Kalina Orezia, the spirit liberator who has come there, she's like the PETA person. She comes there. She's going to free all the spirits. Um, but she informs everyone, especially Tony, like, hey, to get your kids back, you need to, we need a 13th ghost um, because we have to shut this machine down that's powering up from the ghosts. And to do that, you need a 13th ghost. And this is what the 13th ghost is. It has to be made out of a sacrifice of true love. So you're going to have to die um, to get your kids back. And Kate, if that sounds like I minced words, I didn't. No, nope. That's literally what she so says. Okay, if... This woman came into your home and told you you needed to kill yourself in order for your children to be found. How would you react to that? Poorly, Emma. I'd react very poorly to that. He's like, he adjusts so quickly to, I guess I got to kill myself. I'm like, what? You don't even know this lady. You don't even know her. Yeah, Maggie's there the whole time. Like, uh, that sounds really dumb. Yeah. Don't do that. He's like, shut up, Maggie. You're not family. Shut up, Maggie. It's not what we pay you for. Yeah, pretty Maggie. much. Maggie. Anyway, so that's that's how it's going. And based, and I think that the main point of the machine is that you can see in the past, the present, and the future. I think, I'm pretty sure that's what it is because it's called like the eye of hell, only in Latin. So, it makes so you anyway, so. powerful because you can see the future? I don't. Don't worry about it. I'm just trying to figure don't out why he keeps trying to end the world. There's a lot to know and try to figure out about this movie. Also, I'm going to need you to explain. You can't do it. I'll let you go ahead. I have some other questions. I can't explain any of this Can shit, Emma. Can you explain why he faked his own death? Oh, yeah. So that he could bequeath the house to Tony Shalhoub so he could get him to move in and could capture his soul. Why can't he find anyone that loves their family? Why can't he just invite his cousin over? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's very true. To his Why house. can't you just invite him over for dinner? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that I do want to say my my favorite line from this movie um, is in the very beginning when we realize that Tony Shalhoub is the nephew of this crazy uncle. And they're like, we didn't know we had a rich uncle. And he goes, yeah, Cyrus squandered the family fortune. And Kathy goes, we have a family fortune? And Tony says, no, Cyrus squandered it. <laughs> kind of funny. And that just cracked me up. I'm like, and they just moved past. I'm like, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's peak comedy. Then we find out that Kalina Orezia is a double agent, and she's actually um pro cyrus and also cyrus isn't even dead so it's a double twist yeah i would that when that happened i was like wait what's happening he faked his death to get arthur to come to the house and clean is actually his partner cyrus abducted kathy and bobby in the house so that arthur would become the 13th ghost where he'd have to sacrifice himself anyway and so then bobby and Kalina, no, I'm sorry. Bobby and Kathy are in the middle of this rotating. The most how do unnecessary you call this? contraption you've ever seen. It's so, it's like a gyroscope yeah, ish, but blades, but it's made of blades. And, but then he and Kalina have a falling out because Kalina's like, well, we don't actually want to put the kids in harm's way. And Cyrus is like, yeah, we do. Like, have Fuck you been them paying kids, attention, man. Kalina? I'm the bad guy, Kalina. Yeah, it's like she's not getting it. She didn't get it. And then, so then Kalina's like, wait, I, th- I think that's a bad idea. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to crush your head in between two glass walls. So <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. Also, I did just want to ask, I thought that she hated Cyrus at the beginning of the movie because she had like another partner who got murdered at the beginning without getting into yes. the weeds. So why does she now love Cyrus and want to murder children for him? It makes no sense. Like, you could argue that it was all an act, you know? Like, it was an act when she was crying over the dead man. Right. That's where it doesn't make sense. Like, because at the beginning of the movie, she literally spits on him and is like, How dare you? I want to free all these ghosts. Yeah, she like spit on him. She was like, It's your fault, Sarah. It's like she was really like distraught. So I'm confused about the bridge between that and her being madly in love with Cyrus. There isn't one. They, they They just threw that away so that they could have a. A gasp moment. So they, they, they could have a twist. Yeah. Okay. I'm falling. Twist for the sake of a twist. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back in the main hall, um, in the gyroscope, the kids are there. Um, all the 12 ghosts are now like orbiting the gyroscope and the kids are at the center and he starts fighting with Cyrus and Maggie goes over to the machine controls, which are, li- it's literally a DJ booth. Yeah, it is. It's like it goes wiki wiki and everything. I couldn't tell if they were joking when they did that or if they were being sincere. I couldn't either because they played it very seriously. The music was serious. It was like Zoolander. Whenever whenever he keeps trying to play the the relax, don't do it. And then they keep trying to change the music and so they're fighting in the DJ booth. That's what it reminded me of. It was that energy, but not as a comedic bit yes, it was like exactly. they took it very seriously which is hilarious um so then basically a ghost just like grabs cyrus and like shoves him into the gyroscope blade so he goes splattering all over yeah, the place he, literally his head and his arms used to get lopped off so his role his role was nothing his role was literally just to provide more exponent more exposition and to give another twist yes so anyway the machine malfunctions um, because Dennis's ghost, I forgot to tell you, Matthew Lillard gets his, ba- his spine broken in half by the hammer. He just dies. So he technically becomes the 13th ghost. That's a good uh, point, but, actually. How come? Yeah. 
don't worry about it. He wasn't it. in love. He just, didn't have true love, so it didn't count. Just don't don't worry about it. Even though he did sacrifice himself for Maggie. That's true. That's a good point. Yep, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Um, anyway, so Dennis is like, go get them kids. Or his ghost is like, go get them kids, Arthur. So Tony Shalope slash Arthur jumps through the machine, through it the blade safely. Somehow does not get slashed up. That was he the doesn't. confusing he's, part. He's unharmed and he protects his kids. And as he does that, the machine malfunctions and all the walls shatter and everything gets ripped to shreds and all the ghosts are freed. And the last thing he sees is the ghost of his wife saying, without moving her lips, I love you. And then she disappears. And now she doesn't look like a um, burnt up ghost. She looks like her normal self. Can we talk about the burns on and this And they woman? also and don't have any goggles on anymore, but she's still able to like present for them. It makes no sense. And it's stupid. Why does she have a burn like Harvey Dent? She looks like Harvey Dent. Yeah, it's like, well, at least in Harvey Dent's case, he fell on his side. Yeah. And was burning and gasoline on his side. She has no reason to have a Harvey Dent burn. No, no reason whatsoever. So I don't quite understand. Mm -hmm. Like either she burned up to pieces, like all of her burned, or she died of smoke inhalation. Yeah, and then burnt up to pieces. And then burnt up. Ridiculous, ridiculous movie. I love it. I couldn't get enough of it. Um, Emma's face (laughs) is less than amused. I think I've had enough of it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm very excited for this next part where we rate the movie from a scale of 1 to 10, and then we rank it on our overall scoreboard. So, Emma, please tell me how you would rate this movie on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, It gets 1 out of 10 fake boobs. I knew it. A single (laughs) boob. (laughs) One fake ghost boob. Wow. That is abysmal. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And I stand you by really that. You really hated it. I you really, really hated it. it. I really, I thought it was so bad. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give this movie um, four out of ten ghost goggles. That's not so bad. So two whole, two whole sets of goggles. It's respectable. Yeah. It, it's, a, like, it's a bad movie, but like I will watch it again. Yeah, I can see that. I don't think that it was pleasant enough or enjoyable enough. Like Scooby-Doo, not a great movie. I will watch it again We're talking about Scooby-Doo a lot. Also, Scooby-Doo is a great movie. It is a great movie, actually. That's true. Uh, My point is there are certain things that I like. Gremlins 2, I will watch many more times. Troll 2, excuse me. I was Uh, wondering what you were talking about. Like you have not seen Gremlins 2. (laughs) I'm sure I'd watch that one many times, too. Um, but this didn't have the self-awareness of a Trolls 2. Um, Trolls 2 is not self-aware. What are you talking about? Or maybe just like a earnestness. It was just, it didn't have any charm. This, I agree to disagree, my friend. All right. Well, we're going to really, really struggle with this next part then. I know. I, I, I gave you a bargaining chip. Um, so last me, time. this goes below Trolls 2. Oh my god. Oh no. Okay. I'll put it at so that's number 56 of 60. I'll put oh it, my god. I'll put it right under Troll 2 at number 57 above Black Christmas and below Troll 2. What's above Troll 2? The Nun. This is better than The Nun. Children of the Corn. This is better than Children of the Corn. Cats. This is better than cats. It's not better than Saw. This is better than Saw. No, it is not. And I'm not, we're not doing that. 
I will let you put it below saw, but I, if that's okay, if, I think that's a good compromise. Okay, fine. Below saw. Because that's still really low. Don't worry. It's a bad ranking, Emma. Okay. Well, we'll do that. It's our first time really disagreeing. Yeah, I would put it higher. I like it. I'd put this near idle hands, but not nowhere near. No, not as close as idle hands, but. You'd put it above like teeth and orphan and it. Yeah, I would. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. I liked it. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Okay. So this is going to be the new 53 uh-huh. of 61 uh-huh. um, on our scoreboard. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I had so much fun talking about it with you. Um, I did too. I loved learning about the ghosts. Yeah. Those ghosts Everything are you wild. didn't need to know. <laughs> so tell me, what are we covering next? Well, next actually is going to be super fun. Um, We are going to be covering Hill House, The Haunting of Hill House by popular demand. Yeah, we are. Um, We did it with uh, Bly Manor. We covered Bly Manor. Uh, We did all like 10 episodes of that in one episode of the show. It was a lot. And it was so much. It might have been my first episode. So it was It was your first episode (laughs) and it was a cluster it was such it was so much work um so we're not going to make this miserable for us again what we're going to do is we're going to do it in chunks and little bite-sized chunks um probably i think two pieces i think so yeah so we'll do uh the first five episodes as one episode and then the, the second half of the show we'll do as one more episode here yep so stay tuned for that and next week you'll get one of our mini episodes which we tend to keep under wraps until we um drop it because we research it the day of. Yeah, it, because it's very random and yeah. It's what it's whatever we are interested in. This is kind of what we're um, feeling in the moment. So it's a little bit we, more loosey-goosey. We do also take suggestions for that. So feel free to email us. I've had some really good suggestions for patrons on subjects that I didn't know about that I'm absolutely going to do a deep dive on. Yes, um, absolutely. I We've gotten some great recommendations. Um, and I just want to reiter- reiterate what Kate is saying, which is if you have a movie that you want us to put on our poll, if you have a mini episode topic you want us to cover, please just email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. Just get in touch with us and we will promise we will incorporate um, what you have into considerations for our next movie or our next uh, topic. Hundo P, yes. <laughs> oh, did you, do you want to tell them where they can send it? Well, where can they right send it? Right up your Kate? butt. Where can they send it? You can email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Yes, that is where you can find us. Um, And uh, until then, stay spoopy, guys. Stay spoopy. Bye. (laughs) 